0: Once again, I want to welcome you to the Living Ministry. I am Alan Jackson. And before we get started, I want to read a passage of scripture to kind of let you know where we're coming from and what the Living Ministry is all about. And it reads from Ephesians chapter 4 verses 11 through 13. It was he who gave gifts. He appointed some apostles, others to be prophets, others to be evangelists, others to be pastors and teachers. He did this to prepare all of God's people for the work of Christian service, in order to build up the body of Christ. And so we shall all come together that the oneness in our faith and in our knowledge and of the Son of God, we shall become mature people, reaching the very height of the Christ's full stature. You know, the most interesting part of that scripture is basically... That God sent the ministers down to inspire the people to be the ones to minister to others. You know, we go in our everyday lives talking to people at work, in the grocery store, at home, in church. We don't realize that we're technically ministering to those people. We're reaching out to them, giving them some type of new life. And surprisingly, they watch and listen to everything that we specifically do. And because they watch and listen to every specific thing that we do, they are learning the way of how someone who is supposed to be Christ-like is supposed to act. And they use that as an example of whether they want to Go to church. Seek help from someone who is in a religious position. And we don't tend to think about that every once in a while. I know when I first started preaching, I didn't think about that. That wasn't one of my main concerns. All I wanted to do was preach, 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 preach. But also I had to live the life that I was preaching about. I knew I was called. I knew I was called since I was 16 years old. But I wanted to live my life the way I wanted to live it. And God showed me a whole other way. It wasn't meant for me to live the life that everybody else wanted to live, which to me was it blew my mind. Uh, Absolutely positively blew my mind that I couldn't be like everybody else. You know, I wanted to go out and hang out with my friends and I did. You know, we want to go do this and go do that. And even in those moments, there was a small, still voice saying, this is not you. This is not who you're meant to be. Now, every day is a learning lesson, and I understand that. (laughs) But when God talked to you like that, you need to listen. Because it's not who you're meant to be. Those people, you know, grew up in the church, haven't left the church I've gone through some ups and downs. I've had some church hurt um, in some places. And you're bound to have some church hurt in one place or another. There's always going to be something that's going to stop you or push you away from doing what it is that God told you to do. And uh, believe it or not, within those times, God is still telling you to go and seek Him so you can find the answer. Go seek Him and He'll give you the information that you need. And trust me, he will give you every piece of information that you need. I always go back to the story of when I told my pastor in my home church um, that I wanted to be a minister or that God called me to be a minister. It's like, go back, go home, sleep it off. And I'm like, no, I know what God told me. And it's not, you know. Not like I walked into Denny's and somebody looked at me and said, Hey son, you look like uh you're gonna be a minister one day. No. Again, like I said earlier, I've known since I was 16. And that's one of those specific things to where God already told you what you were supposed to be. And always brings you back to one of my favorite old gospel songs. This Lord, I'm running trying to make a hundred, but ninety-nine and a half won't do. Um you know, I try to live my best life at that time, try to go out and again, hang with my friends and be one of the guys and do this and do that. And I always come back to this one story. I mean, I'm a minister and I try to be as real as possible. Yeah, I was out there, you know, partying and stuff with my friends. And at one moment, I just kind of froze. It was just me and God talking one day. And he's like, you're going to do this, but you're not going to enjoy it. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm not going to enjoy this. I'm just out hanging out with the guys. He's like, no, you're not enjoying it now because this is not where you're meant to be. You're meant to be with me. And I'm like, I go to church every Sunday. He said, You know, you were called. You were called because I have chosen you. And I always look back at that story and realize that um, God already had a plan for me. And I say that to say this, just as the people that are listening to this, He has a plan for you too. It's literally what the living ministry is all about. (laughs) There lives a ministry inside of you. And I'll end with that phrase because that's literally what it means. Whether it be you drive a bus to church on, on Wednesdays or whatever, your Bible study days and prayer meetings and church services, you that could be your ministry and you're a minister. You could be serving on the usher board and you're a minister because you're ministering to those people that are walking through those doors. To me, that's actually one of the most important ministries because the way you open that door and if you smile and do a well, good greeting the person that comes in is really going to feel welcomed into God's house because it's not just the church. The church isn't just the four walls, but it's their perception of what they see when they walk through those doors. If they have somebody welcome them in and very excited to see them, that's your ministry, and that's what God puts you there to do. And you're going to do the best thing that you can do is sit there and welcome them in. If you're meant to take care of kids. I mean, that's the ministry that God sets you to do. Sometimes it gets frustrating. Kids can be very frustrating. I have to. (laughs) So I understand that. But God set it out for you to be uh, over the children's ministry, then do it. No questions asked because God is going to provide you with the calm that you need for that ministry. You know, being a minister just isn't being in the pulpit. You don't have to be a preacher or an apostle. But it's literally embodying what God has. You get your feeling at the hospital, which is the church, every Sunday. You know, that's your urgent care where you come to get patched up and taken together, or you come to get refilled every Sunday. Just like eating, you come in and you get that energy from eating and you're ready to go out into the world and minister again. And those people you meet every day, or those people that God brings into your life every day, need to be ministered to. And I know what you're thinking oh my gosh, it's this guy is crazy or this guy is doing this and this guy is doing that. No, I'm being serious. You know, I got to talk to me one day when I was in church and he's like, you know what? He said, a lot of people don't understand that there literally is a ministry that they have called to be. Nobody should be in the pews except those people that are non-believers. Everybody should be working. You don't always have to, Think that you walk in and you sit there on the pew and you get that word and then you go out and think that everything's going to be fine. And I go to church on Sundays and I go to Bible study on Wednesdays or, again, whatever day you have Bible study on. But no, being a minister is more than just that. You read your word every day. You pray to God every day. And people come. you come across people every day. And you come across different types of spirits. Somebody can be in a very happy spirit. Somebody can be in a very sad spirit. And God is just pushing you in the direction of where he wants you to go. And he brings those people that are that sometimes are very up and down or left and right to you. And you don't understand why. And they keep coming back to you. And you're like, God, uh -uh, you need to get this person out of my face. Because I got a couple of words for him that's going to be very ungodly like, now, wait a minute. You have to understand you talking to God the wrong way. You need to be saying, God, uh, I see you brought such and such in my life and uh, I need some help. Uh, what? How do you want me to motivate this person to get a better relationship with you? How do you want me to proceed? It's one of my favorite phrases to say, and it sounds crazy, but in a job, you move forward, you do this, you do that, and you go to your boss and say, well, how do you want me to proceed with this? And remember, God is the boss. He brought him to you for a reason. It's up for us to find out why God brought them to us in the first place. So we kind of go to God and have to ask, how do you want us to proceed? How do you want me to move forward with this God?" You're going through struggles and pains of your own. And maybe this person is there to help you and you're there to help them. God sent them to be a double blessing for the both of you to move and motivate yourselves. And you don't understand that because you're so infuriated by this person being annoying or just, you don't have time for, for that day or they just ugh, too much for you. And I get it. I've seen people like that. Um, used to be a time in my life where i got to bring people in my life and I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing here? like, who are you and why am I the one that needs to deal with you? Like, or I didn't even know that God's the one that brought them into my life. I was like, yeah, I'm cool. These people are coming to me and asking me all these questions and doing this and doing that. And then I started understanding, understanding that this was for the ministry, not for me. And I start changing the way I started talking to these people or changing the way I presented myself to these people because it wasn't for me to understand why God brought them into my life. It was for me to ask God, how do you want me to proceed? And, you know, I think the biggest thing that everybody gets wrapped up is, is the verbiage of a minister. We generally look at a minister, again, touched on this a little bit earlier. We think of a minister of music or the pastor or the associate ministers or associate pastors or that's not all what ministry is about. The scripture just told us exactly what it's about. He sent the apostles and pastors and preachers and the teachers to us. But those people are teaching us how to be better ministers on an everyday level. And even as a child, we still go out to those people and we minister to them. And it's funny because as I sit here, I remember going out and helping people. Now as a minister, I, I realized that It's not just those four walls in the church that people need help. There are people in our everyday lives that are out there struggling and going through situations within themselves, and they don't understand why they're going through. And you're in their life for a reason, whether you're an associate, enemy, friend, loved one. It looks like they're crying out for help. And instead of us leaving them alone, we could be praying for them. We could give them some encouraging words to get through. Giving them something to move closer to a relationship with God. You know, some people don't mind you asking them to pray with them or pray for them. It just takes the time out for you to say, hey, if you don't mind, you want to pray with me? Because you just can't do all the praying. They have to do it with you too. And if they're a non believer, if they don't mind you praying over them, maybe that'll m- allow them to move closer because at that moment they may feel God's spirit and understand that this isn't just a joke, but it's real. That God is who He says He is, and He will do anything for His kids because He loves us. I mean, who can say that somebody else died for them on a cross, rolls on the third day morning with all power in their hands? I can't say that. And I'm sure most of the listeners can't say that either. Because God is who he says he is. He will always come through for us. Even when it's dark. Even when it may seem that there's no light out there. He will always come through for us. And by us standing up, And being the ministers that God told us to be. That's where this is going. That's where God wants us to be. He literally wants us to be ministers. To give encouraging words. So I'll leave you with these encouraging words. May God be with you. May he guide you. And may he allow you to see your ministry. But always remember that the ministry lives within you. God bless you. And I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode.